Hey, holy people. I am your host, Maya Ariel Gaston, and this is the Thoughts and Testimonies podcast. In this podcast, I hope to share with you a little slice of my life and the ways in which I discern how to live as the light in what could seem like a really, really dark world. Now, I am far from perfect, but I do try my best to press forward towards perfection. And these short stories, I pray you find ways that you can be you, shine bright, and stay holy. And if that ain't possible, then maybe take that up with God. Hey, holy people. We are in our third week of April, which means we are taking another look at another area of affirmation for Affirmation April. This week, I want to focus on affirmations for our faith. And I'm calling today's episode, Faith Affirmed. Y'all know this was one of my words for 2023. And I was reminded to lean on faith, not fear, this week. I had came across a quote um, that really led me to today's thoughts and testimonies, and I want to share it with you all. So Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said that faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. I don't want us to imagine this for a second. Imagine all the lights are turned off in your house. It's nighttime and you sitting in bed. You forget something downstairs. And so instead of turning on all of the lights, because y'all know how that is. When everything dark, your eyes got used to the dark. Like It just be too many lights on at one time. So instead of turning on the light immediately, you say, you know what? I'm going to just wait till I get to the bottom of the staircase to turn on the main light in the house. And if you have stairs in your house, I know that this is relatable because I feel it. (laughs) Um, So I want you to imagine what that first step out of memory looks like, right? And that first step is easy because we're usually on a platform. We already know what the next step is. But when you get to the point to where your staircase starts to turn, you slowly put your foot down to gauge the height and position of that next step because you can't see it. You can feel it, though. At that point when you're gauging it, you feel it, you step down, and now you feel more confident navigating your way down the stairs until you finally get to the room where you were headed and you get the chance to turn on that light. That step that you took when you couldn't see the staircase was a step of faith. You could have went tumbling down the stairs. You could have completely misjudged the staircase and skipped over two steps instead of one and had to take that big old extra step. Y'all know what I'm talking about? (laughs) But you didn't do any of that, right? You took the step out of faith. So what makes us so comfortable taking that step of faith in our homes? But when it comes to our spiritual life, we are paralyzed with fear, doubt, anxiety, excuses trauma etc you name it and we never end up exercising our faith this whole month we have been talking about my inner thoughts and my inner voice and this doubt that seems to just get louder right when i need to exercise these moments of faith which is why this month has been a month of speaking life over areas of my life so i can walk in faith and not fear and we often hear that, right? Like faith over fear, faith over fear. It's on t-shirts, it's, people got it tattooed in their arms. And it sounds good, but that thing is hard to do. I was speaking with a sister from the church this week who gave me an analogy for fear. She said, 
face everything and rise or forget everything and run. And they both spell out fear. Face everything and rise or forget everything and run. And this was just so powerful for me. We have two choices at any given moment. We can face everything or we can forget everything. We also have two very different outcomes tied to our choice, rise or run. That is to remember who God has called you to be and step into your calling and thrive while bringing others to Christ or forget the word of God and continue to operate below your calling and simply just exist. And the choice is on us, right? God is a God of free will. His word says, for whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap the flesh um, and will reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And that's in Galatians. And so this is why faith is so important to exercise. It's so important to walk in, so important to be affirmed in it because faith, is the currency for everything in the spirit realm. Now, I want to take us on a journey really quick. I want us to look at one of my favorite biblical tag your it moments. <laughs> I want us to look at my boy Moses. Let's put him in the spotlight. Um, so really quick, okay, because I encourage you to read your Bibles and this section on Moses and Exodus honey go on for chapters on chapters on chapters and we do not have time for that um so I'm encouraging you to read your bibles on this one but I'm gonna give us a little quick spark notes version if you will um but a few things that we know about Moses so Moses was born a Hebrew baby right um he was born a Hebrew baby during a time when the children of Israel were slaves um Pharaoh, who was the ruler at the time, was afraid that there were so many slaves, right? So many of these of these Hebrew slaves, he was terrified. And so he had put in an order for all baby boys to be killed. And this was during the time of Moses. But Moses' mother said, mm, not my child. So what she did was she hid him and then eventually placed him in a little carrier in the Nile River. And when I was reading this again, I started thinking about Beyonce's Lion King and how that opened in verse. I said, this is, let's just look a little biblical here, but that's just the churchy girl in me looking at everything biblically. (laughs) Um, So she put Moses in the Nile River. And so then Pharaoh's daughter ends up rescuing him from this Nile River. And in true biblical form, somehow hires his mother, Moses' real mother, who put him in the river in the first place, hires her to nurse the baby, to nurse Moses, Um, Until Moses got older. And then as Moses got older, he grew up in Egypt in a palace with all the luxuries that come with being in a palace with the ruler and and all the luxurious things. Um, But we also know that Moses is um, that in Exodus, Moses kills an Egyptian for beating up a Hebrew slave. And that in itself is complex, right? So he was born Hebrew but raised Egyptian. And I don't know if this was a motive of him getting back to his people and all that wonderful stuff. And I wish I had time to dive into that today, but we're going to do that another day, okay? But anyway, so 
Pharaoh then found out about Moses being a murderer. So now Moses can't even hide this fact, okay? At first, he was trying to hide it, but he can't even hide this fact no more. So Pharaoh finds out about Moses being a murderer, and he is set to have Moses killed. So Moses decides to run for his life, right? So face everything and rise or forget everything and run. In this moment, honey, fear had Moses running for his life. And honestly, I would too. So Moses spent a lot of time in the desert. He done got married. He done had kids. And at this point, he was around 80 years old when we get to about Exodus 3. So he done ran literally for his life, forgot everything. And and that was going to be it. Okay, He had a whole new life. So in Exodus 3, we see um, the story of this infamous burning bush conversation that happened between Moses and God. So Moses was out here doing work. He ended up being a shepherd. So he was out doing work. And while he was shepherding, God appeared to him in flames via this bush. Okay, and this bush was on is was on fire, but it ain't burnt yet. So that intrigued Moses. So Moses went over to see what was happening. Now, as I recap this, I want us to focus on this interaction between Moses and God, and I want you to put yourself in Moses's shoes right so knowing everything that you knew about how Moses was born how he ran for his life how he escaped his past life I want you to put yourself in his shoes as you are hearing this conversation so if you are following along in your bible Exodus 3 verse 6 God introduces himself to Moses okay and Moses hides his face and he is afraid he shrinks and in me, my form, yeah, if somebody came talking to me from a bush and then talking about that God and Moses obviously knows of God, I'd be like, what is actually happening? I would probably hide too. So Moses hides himself. He's afraid. He shrinks down. And then God calls Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. He gets his charge. And again, imagining putting yourself in Moses' shoes, you are now 80 years old. You have left this place behind for so many years. And now God is calling you to lead Israelites out of Egypt. And in verse 11, Moses responds, who am I to do this? I ain't nobody. You got the wrong one. No, no, no. I'm out here shepherding these people. I am not qualified for this. God replies, I am with you. Now, I'm going to pause here real quick so that you can see this setup, okay? I am with you is an affirmation, okay? This is affirmation, April. This is an affirmation. That is assurance on proof. That statement is a promise. It is a statement of life, of victory, um, a statement of expectation. And it comes in response to Moses shrinking himself. So in this faith over fear moment, Moses is letting the fear shrink him below his calling. And God is affirming Moses. Um, he's affirming Moses' faith to encourage him to walk with him, to take that step when he can't see the staircase, right? So let's continue looking at this exchange. In chapter four, Moses lets fear answer again. He says, um, what if they don't believe me? Like, you telling me to do all this stuff? You telling me that you're going to do all these things, make the people believe that it's you? I'm going to bring these people um, to victory. Like, what if they don't believe me when I respond with, when I say, you know, who sent me? And, and I say, I, the I am or the I am sent me. What, what if they don't believe me? Like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. 
And so the Lord proceeds with giving him all the tools and resources he needs in the form of miraculous signs to qualify Moses, right? So we have that infamous where God turned the snake, the the rod into a snake, um, where God is performing healing wonders. And so Moses then proceeds in verse 10, he says, okay, all right, you got me with that one. However, there is a huge thing, Lord, that I feel like you haven't considered. I am not eloquent. I am not a leader that can lead hundreds of people. I stutter. My mouth is sluggish. I can't lead. I get nervous when I get in front of people. And the Lord again comes back with nothing but affirmations. The Lord created us. He has a purpose for us to do everything that we are called to do. And so you could again read your Bible to see all those affirmations. And finally, in verse 13, Moses says, mm -mm. <laughs> get somebody else to do it. This is just a plain no for me, right? And what we see in response is the Lord's anger is burned. The Lord affirmed that Moses is qualified. But since he has such little faith, the Lord says, you know what, fine. Okay, I'm going to send your more eloquent brother Aaron to come for you during this journey. Now, I'm going to pause here because this is big. Now, last week I shared the story about me praying at the prayer breakfast. And when I tell you this week when I came back and read over this story of Moses, I saw me up and down this. Do you hear me? Like literally when I got the call that I was supposed to do this, I was on uh -uh, get somebody else to do it. Moses, okay? I was also a lower I'm nervous. I can't speak in front of these people. I start to sweat. I start to, my armpits start to get all profuse and, and I just start getting shaky and I, ooh, I can't do it. I saw myself in this, right? I tried to disqualify myself when God clearly um, saw that I was fit for the assignment. And so you might see yourself in this too. Now, Earlier, I said I had a phone conversation with a sister from church. And so in this same phone conversation with this sister, she also dropped this nugget um, on me. Like she just dropped it casually. And I said, wait a minute now, that is a whole sermon. She said, we are called first and then qualified. And then we can see that here in the case of Moses, right? Moses had every excuse in the book to try to disqualify himself. His default was fear. His default was doubt. His default was unqualified. And that shrunk his faith literally and physically. But I appreciate this example because it reminds us that God calls us unqualified. Too many times in this world, we need to, we feel like we need to be perfect. We feel like we need to have everything together upon the moment that we get called. But that is simply not true. God calls us unqualified because when he's calling you, he is calling you into faith. He's calling you to walk in faith. And it won't be there, right? The resources that you might need, um, they, they, they're going to look like they're not there because they aren't. Your schedule might not look like it can fit anything else. Your resume might not have all the experience on there because that's true, right? You're like, I'm not qualified. I ain't did all this stuff. But you might not look the part. But we have to have faith that if God has called us to it, he is going to prepare us. And that is the faith walk that God expects us to walk into. Right? It's like stepping out in the dark, confidently not being able to see those stairs, but trusting that it is there. 
And we know that in this story of Moses, the qualifications came, right? He ended up being an amazing leader with a great relationship with God. Um, through all the plagues and, opposi and opposition, he led the Israelites out of Egypt. He parted the Red Sea and he eventually became the affirmer. When God was doing the affirmations for him to call him to the assignment, Moses eventually became the affirmer to the people. In Exodus 14 verse 13, Moses answered the people. He said, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Moses began to affirm these people. Now look, in Exodus 14, you go back and you look at that first Exodus at first. Moses said, I can't talk to the people, Lord. I got to stutter. Look at that transformation that occurred along the way, along the journey, just because of a step of faith. So he calls us unqualified, but through the process, through the pressing, through the crushing, through the molding, because even though he is the potter and the clay, we now become qualified. We now look the part. We now are doing it. So Moses was first called, then qualified, and through his faith walk with God, everything became affirmed. So my question for us today where is your faith meter? What is it on? And on a scale to, mm, there is no way to God will make a way. Where is your faith? What areas of your faith need to be affirmed? What opportunities or callings have you missed because your doubts were louder than your fear? And if there is anything that I am not 100% sure about, I know for a fact that this life is hard, that there will be storms, that stuff just don't make sense sometimes. But I know a God that will qualify those he calls to be equipped to handle whatever life tries to throw at us. I know a God that could turn a nobody into a somebody, that could turn a test into a testimony and a thought baby honey into a full-blown podcast. <laughs> so next time an opportunity comes your way, Respond with faith and not fear. Let your faith voice be so loud, you don't even have time to hear the fear voice in your head. And I'm talking to myself when I'm talking to y'all, okay? We can't focus on what it looks like. We have to focus on what we know. And that is, despite what it looks like, God is in control. And honey, that is just a battle I am so glad I do not have to fight. This inflation, honey, I done gave that battle to God. These student loans, you better believe I didn't give that battle over to God. This next job, God, I gave that interview over to you. That husband that y'all been praying for, give that battle over to God. Walk and operate in faith, believing that it is done despite what it looks like. That is how we move out of the way to usher God in. So I want to share some affirmations for you this month on faith, right? Um, and I borrowed these from a blog called Raise Your Sword, and I will be linking that um, on the website. But let me tell you, honey, I have had to speak these a few times over my life this week as a reminder to myself 
And they have helped me so much. And I really do hope that they help you as much as they've helped me. So let us begin. God will never fail me or abandon me. God provides the refuge and shelter my soul seeks. God is my strength and my shield. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God is always with me, even when it doesn't feel like it. With God, baby, all things are possible. The steadfast love of the Lord never ends. Nothing, and I mean nothing, is impossible with God. I trust the Lord will make all things new. The Lord equips me for every good deed and lavishes his grace upon me. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Faith over fear this week, people. Okay, faith over fear this week. We got this. We could do this. Exercise your faith, honey. It is like a muscle, okay? You got to exercise it for it to be strong. And expect to take some steps this week that are going to be in the dark. But remember that just because you can't see it doesn't mean it is not there. God is expecting us to walk in faith. And I want you to walk in faith too. Because when God calls us before he qualifies us, we need to take a faith step so you can be you, baby, shine bright, and stay holy. And if that ain't possible, well, God might come talk to you in a burden bush like he did Moses. <laughs> no, for real, though. If that ain't possible, then baby, take that up with God. I love y'all. <laughs>